Welcome to the H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, and we're talking all things Pitt Panthers here on the DK Sports Radio Network, first of all. First of all, if you ain't subscribed, get on it. We on Apple, we on Spotify, we on everywhere. Podcasts are hosted. Thanks so much for tuning in. Um, and rate us five stars with a positive comment. When you do so, you're impacting the entire DK Sports Radio community. That's with DK's Daily Shots, with our Steelers podcast, with our Draft podcast, with our Penguins, Pirates, uh, Pitt, Penn State, everything. So Pitt fans, don't take it out on us because we have a Penn State podcast, please. But anyways, let's get to the point of today's show. We are calling it audible. We're flipping it up. I'm switching it up here. I'm like, can he pick it at the line? So no, I, I'm not running to the sideline to talk to Mark Whipple. Normally on Thursdays, I would talk football. That's what our schedule's been. That's what we've maintained. But I'm switching it up just for this week. And I know it's going to make things honky to work for, for some people who are, who've been dedicated listening to the podcast. And we thank you for those who do. But the reason is, is that the spring game is Saturday. So if the spring game's Saturday, that means with our normal Sunday podcast on Pitt, you'll want to hear what happened at the spring game and get my analysis. So, with all that being said, I will talk Pitt football on Sunday morning with the H2P podcast right here on DK Sports Radio. But instead, we're talking Pitt hoops. And why are we talking Pitt hoops? Because I just said on Sunday, man, I don't know what's going to happen with this Efton Reed saga. It's getting crazy, and Efton Reed is nowhere near solved. But we do have recruiting news and that i feel is worth the stop now jeff capel back-to-back days monday and tuesday land the pits first two guys out of the transfer portal huge stuff from them um and not like amazing all world like how did Pitt get those guys type of players but guys who look like they could fill holes on the roster you know as we know that the roster, the, the, the roster that I've fully expected, as long as Champagny comes back, is Femi Udukali at point, Nike Sabande at the two, Justin Champagny goes between the four and the three, and then, they, then they'll probably get William Jeffress or Noah Collier to fill in the other spot in the four and the three, and then they need to get a five, and then you probably need to get two fives, either in the transfer portal or in the recruiting or either or, whatever. Um, they need, but they need centers. They haven't had one for a long time. Now, maybe they get John Hugley back. Maybe he figures into this, all, all that be said. We don't know. But what we do know is that they got two new guys on the roster. One from Oakland, one from Texas Tech. Now, Oakland, coming from the Horizon League, uh, they got Daniel Oladapo. He's a six foot seven forward. He's 222 pounds. He's pretty thick. Now, I talked about Nate Santos, the, the, the guard who they recruited um, out of Massachusetts. Uh, he, he's six foot seven, but he's a sharpshooter. This is, this is more of a in-the-paint type of dude with Oladapo. He's a rebounder. He uh, was the third-leading scorer in the horizon, or on, the, on the team for Oakland last year. Averaged 12.9 points per game, but he averaged 8.8 rebounds per game and 3.8 offensive rebounds per game that 3.8 offensive rebounds per game ninth best in the country now granted again this is the horizon league so i mean he's going up against like robert morris um so you know it's not it's not like he went to the sec and battled with their bigs 
but he does look like a guy. I watched I watched tape on him. I watched a couple games here and there that I was able to get on YouTube with him. And he does look like a guy who's confident going up, getting the ball, and taking a, a missed shot and putting it right back in. And we all know Pitt needs help with dealing with missed shots, considering they dealt with so many in this last year. So I, I really like the addition of Oladapo. I think that he he fits he fits a few things because even if he doesn't start, and I I don't think he will. I think that he'll he'll have to work his way into the lineup a little bit more. But he'll be a veteran presence. He was a junior this last year. Um, we're still not sure how the eligibility waiver will work. You know, does he get stay a junior this next year? Does he become a senior? Does he graduate the year after? Does he get to stay two years? We don't know. That's still unclear. Um, Pat Narduzzi explained that even the coaches don't know what that deal is going to be with college sports. But with Oladapo, I do think you're in a situation where he would be a really good sixth man to help with the Champagne situation. Where Justin is great at getting rebounds. And like Justin, he's a bit undersized. You know, he's not 6'10", which is where you at least want your, your bigger guys. 6'9", 6'10", that kind of range. But he goes up and gets it, and when you work the ball into him in the paint, he has a nice little post game. He has a pivot foot, and he's aggressive with it. He'll turn in, he'll turn back, he'll hit the fadeaway. Not too long of a fadeaway, but you you get him within like the the seven foot, eight foot, you know, I'd say ten foot range of the of, of the of the basket. Then you're talking like okay, maybe maybe you're dealing with something. Uh, as far as like, even if there's a defender in front of him, he's going to make it work. And Pitt needs guys to convert that, take easy baskets and make them easy baskets. Because how many times do we think they had easy baskets and then they would miss them and you're like, oh, what just happened? And then that happens three or four times and all of a sudden you're down 12 and then Jeff Capel's calling a timeout and putting his hand on his head. But that's where I think Oladapo can really help out right away. And again, he looks like a guy who's a competitor. He's a fighter. That's the kind of guy that you want. Now, I don't think that they're done at all. The other guy that Pitt got was a guard from Texas Tech, Jamarius Burton. Now, a guy who's not a scorer, but he's a distributor. Yeah, He, he kind of had a rough 2020 season because he transferred to Texas Tech before 2020. Um, and, in, and, when, and when he did transfer, and that was from Wichita State, when he did transfer there... Uh, he was he was doing all right. He seemed like he was playing a considerable amount of time coming off the bench. He was averaging like 19-ish minutes, I think, you know, before he got hurt. But then he got hurt late February. He missed a month, came back for the tournament, didn't really do much in the tournament. And now it's kind of like, okay, he, need, he needs a fresh start. But when he was with Wichita State, this guy averaged over 10 points a game and had 103 assists. That's impressive. Now, I don't care about the scoring part because I, I, I think that's here nor there. But if you can get a guy, a, a veteran guy who's played, who's played college ball to come in. He was a junior last year just like Oladapo. You get a veteran guy to come in and back up Femi Udakale and say, Hey, Femi, you got in foul trouble. Or Femi, you're having a rough time. Take a break. Take a breather. Get some water. And you have a guy that can still work in offense and maybe get those assists. That's huge. Huge just for being a glue piece. Now, again, there's no way to determine if this guy will work. You know, we all thought Gerald Gumbrew, Drum Ghoul would work out. And he just declared, I think he went to Albany in the transfer portal. And he's the last of Pitt's five guys that have transferred out to declare. But if you get, if, if he can fit in there 
and be that be that point guard off the bench because they really didn't have one they, they they could count on too much this year. I think that gives them a little bit more wiggle room. I know it gives Jeff Capo a little bit more wiggle room. You know, you know, with Femi, because you you never want to have one guy unless that person is Justin Champagne, you know, or you know, is is the guy he's proven himself that he's going to show up every day. But you never want to have the young guy who comes in thinking he's the man and that the, no one's ever going to take his spot. You know, that we saw that with Xavier Johnson, and not that everyone will be will turn out to Xavier Johnson if they don't have competition, but you want competition. So Femi getting a, a junior coming in behind him. And working with him and pushing him could help his game. And Femi's said, you know, he's, he's from New York. He knows the deal. He's ready to fight. He's ready to compete for his job. I think that's cool. And I think Pitt basketball will behoove themselves to get uh, a couple more guys at the transfer portal. And I don't think they're done. The transfer portal, like I remember when I said last week, it's about to go over 1,300. It went over 1,400. Real fast. And it's still rising. Like, it might go over 1,500 in another week or so. So, with each day that, that another name gets em- entered in and, you know, gets talked about, there's more people that Jeff Cable can look at. Which is another reason I think Jeff Cable might have been saying, yeah, we're going to hold off for a bit. Yeah, he probably he missed on some guys, but they're probably saying, like, you know what? There could be someone that comes up late here. And that someone could be a game changer. And it'd be, it would stink to have given up that person's scholarship for nothing. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to continue talking about Pitt's recruiting effort on the hoop court. Right after this. podcast here on DK Sports Radio. I'm Chris Carter, your host. Like I said, we did an audible today. We're going to the hoop court. We're talking about some basketball for Pitt. Normally, we do Thursdays for our football talk, but because the Blue and Gold Spring game is this Saturday, 1 p.m., Heinz Field, uh, free for attendance. They're still working out the ticket thing, so you can check check online about that. But I will be there in the press box watching this game happen, and uh, because I'll be writing about it for DKPittsburghSports.com, I'm also going to do a podcast about it for our Sunday H2P podcast. Just makes the most sense. So we're switching it up. If you're waiting for football, sorry, that'll be Sunday. And then we'll get back into our normal schedule next week with a football podcast on Thursday and then the basketball podcast on Sunday if I'm still alive after the NFL draft because Dale might have killed me for all the things that I'm going to write and say and do and react to all the crazy things that happened there. But anyways, let's get back to some hoop talk. Now, I know people are still wondering what's going on with Efton Reed. It's a quick update there. Um, Efton Reed still hasn't announced anything. I still, As of right now, as I'm recording this, his family has not put up any more posts about when he's, when he's going to go. You know, his mom always calls herself Mama Bear, has spoken and stuff like that. They haven't done anything like that. And again, I applaud them for taking their time and whatever it is, you know, whatever it is they're negotiating about, whatever it's like, you know, the academic program or the context that this person, that someone's going to have to get him to the NBA or if it's, you know, I I never want to 
assume the worst and say money because I know some people out there say those type of things. I, I get that you're joking, but as a journalist, I'm going to refrain from that right here because I know that there's a ton of corruption in the NCAA, but I'm not going to put their corruption on this kid just because he's a top player in the country. Now, is he potentially fielding some offers that might have some money behind it that, you know, okay, yeah, sure, maybe. But I'm not going to say that for sure that that's what he's dealing with or that's what he's weighing right now as far as who can give him the biggest payday. I'm not I'm not going to do that to anybody, any, anybody. But what I will do is remind remind y'all that, that Pitt still could be in the running here. Uh, Pitt, you know, you know, Florida State was the team and all, but Pitt's not. I, you know, Pitt still has a chance to to make to make a push here, and maybe, maybe something happen something happens there as far as um as far as like you know a turnaround at the last minute because remember Efton Reed was all for it was according to Jamie Shaw and rivals, um, Efton Reed. His his preferred school was Pitt. Right up until the night before he was supposed to announce, and then he and then all of a sudden that flipped to Florida, that flipped to Florida State, and then everyone was in a panic, and then the the pick got postponed. Now, as of right now, that 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 uh that that Florida State pick is still what they're saying on rivals. So. That's still on the board there, but to me, Efton Reed is is the dream. Pitt still has to look at other guys that are, that are out there, and what might happen. Now, there's still Bretner Matumbo, who is the nephew of Dikembe Matumbo. He's six foot ten, two uh, two hundred ten pounds, out of Tennessee, at least a high school in Tennessee. Three star prospect, and. 24-7 sports has de- has been declaring him warm for Pitt for quite some time. He hasn't announced yet. We'll see what happens there. But that would be that would be an, that would be an interesting get for Pitt to get another cent to get a center there. And I'd say I'd say another. I almost said, I was about to say another center, but I'm like they don't have one. So you know that's uh. That that that's a that's another situation that you got to look out for. But I mean, I'm I'm interested to see if if Pitt Pitt needs to get a center. They need a real presence in the paint. They need someone who's actually going to make a difference and open up the court for everyone else. And I know in the NBA, you know, when you look and you watch the sport, there's a ton of shooters. They're shooting from outside. They're, um, you know, they're they're hitting the deep shots, and that's what the game is. But in college basketball, you still need your bigs. You still need guys who are going to push people around, open up, you know, force force defenses to pack the inside a little bit, and open up the chances for your outside shooters. And I think with Ithiel Horton and Nike Sabande as your your two guards, and maybe even work them in as the two and the three at times, and let them run together, you could have a pair of outside shooters in them that could be dangerous. And then if Justin Champagny can work his outside shot, assuming he comes back, then you can start working a lot. But you need guys in the in the paint who are going to to knock in. Maybe Bretner Retumble's part of that. Now other guys that could that that, that have that have been there, or that have been uh, named to as far as Pitt offers. Um, Pitt did offer a five star point guard, Ty Ty Washington, um, but he's he, again. Five star point guard, six three, 
He's talking to Arizona, Baylor, Kansas, Kentucky, LSU, Oregon. Yeah, that 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 ain't happening. And I know some people out there like, well, neither will Efton Reed. It's like, well, listen, my point is, is that Efton Reed was at least, you know, there there was rumors that that could be a shot, you know. But that's uh, you know, this 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 is another this is another thing all entirely. And Pitt's put offers out there. There's plenty of guys who they they've tried to get who they've just picked other schools. That's just how that's just how the game works. But Efton Reed, Matumbo, they need they need to hit one of these centers, and probably even another center in the transfer portal, because you at least want one young guy to stick around for at least a year or two. Like say you get Efton Reed, you want that you want him to hopefully stick around for two years and then hit the NBA. Five star recruits they'll often be gone after the first year, but sometimes they'll stick around for for a second to further develop their game. But you also, but if you get like a Matumbo, maybe he sticks around for three years, four years. He's not a five-star guy. Maybe he's like, hey, I want to develop develop that kind of profile. That's what Champ. That's why I think Champagne might stick around. But as far as how the game's been working, Pitt needs to be smart. Pitt needs to get the role players that they can get. And they need to find guys who can fit fit the roles and be coached up by Jeff Capel. And sometimes that means taking the stance that Ithiel Horton made earlier this offseason. When the rumors were swirling that he was about to bolt because Sabande basically took his spot. Ithiel Horton released a public statement through Pitt's, uh, Pitt's page saying, I'm here to work. I'm here to prove that I belong. I'm here to make pit pit. You know, I'm here to make pickle pit a pit. Uh, excuse me, make pit a winner. There we go. Speak English, Chris. Jeff Cable needs guys to buy into that because it's apparently it's not just pit people. Everybody's going through it right now. This transfer portal stuff is changing the game. But priority number one for me, if I'm Jeff Cable, I gotta lock down a center. I gotta lock you know, two centers. I gotta lock down two centers and one kid, one you know whether it's you know one one of the transfer portal and one of the high school recruits and it, you know one's gotta be in the area. If one is uh, if one isn't a, ta- a, ta- a talented dude, if one isn't a scorer or at least you know you know a guy that you can think is gonna contribute right away, the other one has to be. But you can't get two guys that are just like meh and hope for the best. And if they find that balance, which I think they can, again, this transfer portal is growing every, still growing every single day. They get those answers. Pit basketball may be having some pieces to work with next year, which is what you, which is all you want to see is just get them to be competitive. I think if you have a real paint presence, it opens up more shots for Champagne because they can't double him or get physical with him overly. And then if you have a paint presence in the center and just a Champagne work in it, then that opens up to have shooters outside and get more open looks, and you need those guys to hit those open looks. But we'll keep talking about this because I'm sure we're not done getting talking about recruits. We'll be back on Talking Pit Basketball two Sundays from now. But this Sunday, get ready for 
talk, me talking about the blue and gold game. Remember, Pitt, Pitt plays uh, on this, this this Saturday, 1 p.m. at Heinz Field. I'll be there and covering it for DKPittsburghSports.com. Follow along with a live file I have posted up. We'll see you then. <laughs>